Ladies and gentlemen, welcome into the two-year anniversary of the X-Wing podcast brought to you by the Wide World of Wargaming. I am your host, Vincent Morgado. Joining me as per the usual, Mr. Jeff Wilder. Hello, everybody. And Mr. Drew Bishop Sai. Hello there. Well, boys, here we are. We've uh, we've somehow managed to keep the train rolling despite a couple attempts at derailing by my personal self and despite the world almost coming to an end. Um you know what's what's it been like being professional broadcasters for two years now? We're professional. Wait, have I missed some checks? We're no, but you don't have to get paid to be professional. Uh, pretty sure that's the definition of professional. I think. Uh, well, um, but it has been a it has been a very good time. For those unaware, this is our ninety eighth show. 98 show. Um, the first one was released. New uh, was it? I believe it was the second of January 2018, and here we are. Yeah. Well, I wasn't on we, that. Uh, I, was, I was recruited and joined for this for the second episode. Yeah. Uh, Jeff has stepped in ably to fill the fill the shoes of our old friend Curtis Plunk, um, who who we dearly miss. Um, I am. I just want to say that I am very happy that you two gentlemen have stuck it out. Despite my missteps and uh, yeah. more more than a few public uh, public dis- uh, humiliations of myself, because that's how you, I roll. <laughs> I, I, I don't know how Drew feels about it, but as far as I'm concerned, honestly, you being you is what has kept it interesting. So, well, I, I appreciate that. I think probably people would have run out of patience with me a long time ago. Having a a man who has been in the community as long as you have, Jeff, and probably the best player out of the three of us, even when semi-retired uh, in Drew, is, you know, it, it, it's better than having just a guy who likes to talk shit. So I'm very yeah. glad that you gentlemen have stayed the course. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. We're, we're very – I'm very glad to be here. So Yeah, I was going to say I'm glad to be here too. It's It's been it's been rough, but I, I think that it – you know, <laughs> we get – well, hold on, hold on. What I mean by that is like – we come out better people for it, right? And we grow with the community. You know, people change, ideas change, and I mean, uh, you know, despite the world as it is right now, you know, here I am sitting in the Mad Max leather and BDSM gear. I'm ready to go out and play some X-wing, but I'm sorry, what? What yeah, the hell did not, I just hear? Unhappening. Uh, 2021 Mad Max two. Oh, yeah, okay. that's, yeah, that's right. the end of the world. No, I'm. <laughs> Yeah, I'm, uh, you said something else, man, and I, <laughs> I did. I did. I, I mean, I said what I said, right? All you had to say, Vince, yeah, was somebody mediocre posted, and move on. <laughs> somebody posted the Road Warrior guy in the uh, <laughs> yep, in his yep. leathers and chains, and was like, you know, so, I, wait, wait, wait. You mean Mel Gibson? No, no, the, no. The, Mel Gibson was normal. One of the, the bad guys. Oh, uh, the like, Lord Humongous. You talking about the Lord Humongous? humongous. Yep. No, yep. this was Road Warrior. Oh, yeah, that's that's crap. the Road Warrior. That's that's Lord Humongous, really? No, yeah, Lord with the, uh, the second one. With the, with yeah, the that's the Road Warrior. The first one is Mad Max. The second one is the Road Warrior. The third oh, one is Beyond I... Thunderdome, and then it's Tom Hardy Max. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, so somebody posted him and said, um, "Since it, this was set in 2021, am I allowed to dress like that now?" And uh, and I, my response was. What do you mean? I I already am dressed like that. I was going to say we live in, we live around yeah. San Francisco. That's just like yeah. a yearly thing for people in this town. Yeah. Wow. So, Folsom. Hey man, shout, shout yep. out Folsom yep. Street Fair, right? Yeah, yeah. Yep. Uh, but here we are. Um, 
<clears throat> we unfortunately have not had uh, an announcement from our friends over at Atomic Mass Games regarding new X-Wing content, which there were uh, Twitters from various birds, little noises that hopefully we would have something out uh, right after New Year. But of course, everything probably is moving a little slower due to COVID. Uh, we do not yet know what is the next step as far as what they plan to do with the game, new content, new ships. Um, you know, I, I just... The, the announcement, hey, we're not really ready to make an announcement, but we're here, guys, and we know you're there, and we know you're waiting. That's still an announcement. This The crickets is driving me nuts. Just, yeah, I mean, just at least just the, the indication that you're working on something is, yeah. I think, really all anybody wants. Are, but are they, though? Like, I mean, they just... I, I don't, like, Drew, the, we the don't Death know. Star, the Death Star laser, they suddenly went silent, right? Like... <laughs> Well, I, we were just talking about this on the we were just talking about this on the Discord uh, today with AMG, and I I feel like the more we look at it from like a you know I don't know anything about businesses and whatnot, but I I've mentioned on the show before a good friend of mine was looking at what FFG and sorry not FFG what Asmodee was doing specifically and was like this is very in line with um what a company does selling off assets when they're getting ready to be bought or sold, right? And so I feel like perhaps with COVID, they, FFG and Asmodee were not thinking they would toss this to AMG that fast. And that's maybe why we haven't seen anything from AMG, because they're still trying to, to scrounge and get their stuff together for us so they can look like they know what they're doing. Yeah, but like I said, I mean, I, I can buy that, but then, you know, that... Just the just give us an announcement that an announcement is coming. Yeah, you know it's not like we're asking for you to lay out your plans for the next year and a half. We're just asking. We're, basically, we're just screaming into the void. Is there anybody out there? Like, hey, hello, hello, hello. Right. No, you're stupid. Um, you're stupid, right, Mike? Well, there's there's going to be plenty of that if they don't do anything soon. The oh, the yeah. the. Uh, the animals are already starting to get a little anxious if you look at any time they post anything on Facebook. <laughs> they're, they're, on, they're on Hoth with their tauntauns getting a little lukewarm over here. It's Honestly, man, it's like apes. They just, you kind of, you, you see one of them start getting nervous and then kind of starts, you know, yelling real loud. And then, then another ape kind of gets screaming real loud. And pretty soon, you know, shit's flying everywhere and things are falling out of trees. And before you know it, somebody gets eaten. <laughs> so there's this... <laughs> There's a there's a fallout from this that affects you me a lot more than you guys, and um, that's that the FFG forums are going away. Yeah, um, yeah. I'm actually pretty active on the FFG forums. Um, so so this, like I said, this actually affects me quite a bit. I'm not a I'm not a huge fan of Facebook. You know, I keep my Facebook friends list very tightly curated and. Um, and I don't belong to a whole lot of pages, you know, um, mm -hmm. and shuttle Tiberium. And, and of course, Oh, I'm Hey, my my self-imposed exile from fly better is over. Finally. Yeah, there you go. Um, I, I am just wondering what I'm going to do to, uh, if I'm going to expand and, and grimace, I'm literally grimacing as I'm saying this, if I'm going to expand to more Facebook groups, because, um, the the toxicity of posters on Facebook, man, it's just like if they're 
if the owners of the pages don't keep a tight grip, it just goes nuts. And I mean, we saw when you got dogpiled, I'm not saying you're a saint, Vince, but you still got dogpiled and dogpiling is some bullshit. And that happens in Facebook a lot. You're not the only one, too, Vince, over the, you know, what is it? I don't even know how long we've been playing this game, Jeff. But we've seen it from on all fronts, right? Like, it's it's happened over and over and over again. And I'm glad that the community has come together to try and stop it and mitigate it. But there's still, you know, we got a long way to go, especially when it comes to Facebook. It just seems like, it's, it, it, seems like it, it depends on who controls the page. Like, Ryan Farmer is like, uh, screw this noise. It's not going to happen anymore. Yep. Um, yep. And props, yep. To, props to Ryan for that. Love him for Fly it. Fly better. Fly better is much more pleasant now. Oh. Um, but uh, I'm, I'm just worried. Where, where else should I go? Can you guys make recommendations where I'm not going to see that kind of toxicity? Um, you know, unfortunately, I and I say this only because probably, like you said, I'm not a saint. Um, I, I am unfortunately a, a member of the shit posting tribe, uh, and I, I, despite my best efforts to recuse that recuse myself from that role um discord you know uh, honestly this there are some good discords to join um the fearless gundarks group is pretty good x-wing singapore i hang out with the, I, I i watch a lot of what they talk about um hexile chat uh who else the kyber cup is coming up or is actually active right now and that's a pretty good group just for chopping it up about x-wing but i think the best communities right now if you don't want to go on facebook or on twitch you know i think it's i think it's hexiled i think nickel city's a good group of guys of course gsp is kind of you know the the de facto main square for that that arena um 312 uh, the geo yeah nick's nick squad is never bad um but yeah it's just a matter of finding which which stream you like there are of course a lot of a lot of light of crossover post uh viewers I mean, the, X, the, the X-Wing Twitch community is basically just a nomadic group of, uh, just a nomadic group that kind of travels from one live stream to the other, depending on, you know, what time it is. Yeah, see, um, that's, what I, that's what I liked about the FFG forum is there are, there are discussions, which not to say there aren't digressions and, and memes and jokes, and there definitely are, but there are discussions that go on, which you can have in that kind of linear sort of posting environment. Yeah. Um, the one that, the one that people, a lot of people are hoping will take over is Board Game Geek, which is, was actually my first X-Wing forum way back in the day. Uh Um, so we'll see, we'll see what happens, but this is a fallout from Asmodee, um, uh, turning things over to AMG, um, forums are going away for those who aren't aware, um, if you've got anything on the FFG forums you want to keep, you need to grab it before the thirty first, or it's gone forever. Yeah, I will. I will miss the buy and the, the the giant trade thread. Um, I've made more than a few clutch pickups off of that. Um, but you know the 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 forum has. I, I really only ever patrolled our thread in the forum, and that was on limited occasions. I must admit, I'm more of a Twitch Discord guy. But uh, let's let's get into it. Kind of about where we are currently. Drew uh, has some momentous news as far as reeling someone back into the hobby. I got a lap. 
Oh, sorry. That was that's like the icing on the cake. Thank you, Jeff. That's the icing on the. I I I was told there yeah. was some other news that you wanted to that that happened. Oh no, I'm just excited. I just so my uh, so D posted a couple weeks ago um, talking about uh, Light and Dree in the uh, Thai RB Heavy and how not that they were like wrong, but their initial their their gut reaction of the ship was not what what it is on the tabletop. And sure enough, we've seen that in in tournaments. Um, uh, they were, they were doing somewhat well, even four Thai RB heavies were doing well. Um, it's a lot of chunk. It's a lot of chunk. I always said it was a good ship. Always. Um, and so D posted a thing about, um, Lighten with a couple of upgrades and, and seven academies. And so my, I was telling my wife like, Hey, the Thai swarm, is kind of back it's very different and you've got a lot more to to shuffle around um but it it, if played properly against the right list in the right engagement you you're sitting pretty and so she was like no i want to i want to play with the set with the six ties that was where she came from in 1.0 um and so we flew six ties for a little bit my roommate played with her a couple times and and uh, she was like okay cool and then she made a uh, it was basically Inferno Squad with Lighten to try and like get it to work, and that was where she kind of learned how to play with Lighten, getting her in those key positions. Um, and oddly enough, one of the big things that kind of stumped her, which I didn't even really think about, you know, from playing this game for so long, was that she mixed up, um, like arc abilities. For example, Lighten's ability is if a friendly ship is at zero to two of her, and Lighten herself is in an enemy's side arc. Yeah. Right? Lighten gives the reroll. She thought that it had to be Lighten's front arc. No. Lighten had to be looking at them from her front arc. Yeah, and that's why like, that's why when we first started talking about Lighten and I was like, this is gonna be strong, you're gonna be Lighten's gonna be sort of on the flank. Yes, uh, exactly. So. And so we 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 played a couple more games with that and she was running the Inferno squad and in the second or third game with that list she basically looked at me and she's like, hey, can we restart? Like, I know that this, it needs, I see why you need the three, the, the three or four, or the two or three extra TIE Fighters. And we set it up again and she's played three games with it so far. And even her not fully ironing down, like how to run it, she beat all, she beat us all three times. Nice. Because it's just that you can't, you have to play so carefully around it. Yeah, so many guns with with passive mods. Yep, yep. And so I'm I'm coming out of this, and I wanted I talked to Jeff about or sorry Vince about it before coming on. Like, dude, I got my wife back into it, man. Like, Jerry's I'm so back. Excited. I'm so excited to play more with her. It's so fun. I miss it. Playing Sweet. with playing with a significant other is 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 a is is a totally separate special thing in and of itself. So. Can only imagine. Um, I, I have been. That. I'm sorry. Let me know. No, I'm, I'm good. Um, you know, I've, I've been getting in a lot of games lately and running into a lot of single, you know, I'm going to call it a squadron leader type ship, which in my opinion is what Lighten is in that list. Um, and then, or, you know, Kylo in uh, in Kylo and like four or five other first order ships um, or something in six, sim- Echo and, you know, four, Echo and four scimitars. And, you know, there there really does seem to be a a haves and have nots as far as that kind of archetype is. 
unfortunately, and it, it, it does come down to, I think, kind of faction identity. Uh, Empire obviously does it extremely well. Howl Runner is kind of the prototype until she got nerfed out of existence. Um, Obi-Wan and, and a couple arcs was a, was a pretty good example of that for Republic. Kylo has always been that because First Order just has, has so many strong generic chassis. Um, you mean, can't do that with... You oh, go ahead, Jeff. Something like Resistance. You can do... You can do it with Resistance. You know... Yeah, uh, yep. rebels is the one that suffers from. With rebels that. can't do it. Rebels, rebels. I think I, 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 looking at the game right now, I think the biggest difference between rebels and the majority of the other factions is rebels don't have a competitive generic. Which is sad. The Z was so the Z ninety five was so good in one point Um, and it all came down to the missiles, like the upgrades, right? Yeah, I mean, I, I'm just, I'm, I'm, I, I, I try to build, I build, probably, I build lists probably every day, and you just, it's like we talked about a couple weeks ago. A rebel list has to be so tightly, it's, it's a Swiss watch. You, you have to have the entire thing wound extremely tight. You need all of your abilities to proc damn near every turn, and. You need to the, the abilities you're bringing have to go off every turn, or the points you're leaving off the table is enough for the for, for your formation to come apart. Exactly. Right. Um, you, you don't that, engage with it properly. It's you, out. It, oh, sorry. Jeff. If if rebels don't pump out enough damage, they they lose a ship, and then they're even if they're ahead on points at that point, then the the intricacies don't work in the squad, and they start they start losing. There was a, a really interesting, and I say that to say this, there was a really interesting squad I saw, I believe on Casino, shout out Sam from uh, Indianapolis, who a guy brought Jan, Braylon, Tenum, and what was the last, uh, and this is a, a name from a name long past, Sabine in the attack shuttle. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know what? I, it, at at a price point at at a forty at forty points with you know not putting any upgrades on her Sabine at I three with that with basically ghetto supernatural I I have to start considering maybe if it's time to bring her back into my lists because having that block having a blocker that good who also benefits from Jan who's starting to become almost a requirement in Rebel lists Jan Ors mm-hmm. you know it's it's hard to argue otherwise. Uh, the attack shuttle might finally start start coming good, which is odd. Yeah, I mean it's very fragile, but it, it is a three die gun, and that's a, that's it's a three die gun. And against uh, again with Jan in there, you only really need one or two shots out of a three guy three die gun to make up forty points. But it's also like not like you don't even need to run her naked if you really don't want to. I know a lot of people were saying. Oh, you know the um, uh, the debris gambit at four points is not worth it for forty-five points, dude. Being evade focused, that's well. I mean, you can do it anyway. Uh, all you just yeah. have to one bank or two straight, really. Yep, yep, yep. But even so, right? Yeah, having the double action mods for less than fifty points—that's pretty solid. I like that a lot. Well, the difference it... though is that. You can definitely do that, and it isn't that she's not worth the points. It's that then you're talking about Braylon and Tenum losing points. 
right? Um, I think the idea of keeping Sabine as as slim as possible is just so that those four ships can all fit. Right. right. Yeah. The I I think Rebels have a a, 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 a I don't want to call it a weakness. I'm going to call it a, a hole in their in in their uh, list building at the moment where we don't where everybody is kind of squabbling to find a way to put to put five ships into a list and right now it's just not possible and right. when you're bringing four ships it's really easy for one or two of them who are five six hull or even less to get burned down by garbage shooting you know even unmodified and it's like we said once you know once one spring comes out of a watch that watch doesn't work anymore mm-hmm. um you know, it's it rebels are in this super exploratory phase right now where it's Everybody's kind of throwing shit at the wall, and every once in a while you'll get a flash of something. Um, the uh, the the Kashyyyks have fallen off. Um, the the Dutch Jake, hi, you know the the Dutch Jake, blah blah blah. Hyper, um, what would you call it? Hyper efficiency lists kind of have fallen off because Dutch gets murdered the minute anything you know with crits looks at him wrong. It's it's weird, you know. I I haven't been in a position like this with list with list building where it is so unforgiving. In I, probably in over a year. I I wish so. It's funny, right? Because the the pocket ace that rebels have, Jake, still is he's still built so that he has to stay close to the other guys. Yeah, he's a ship with greater maneuverability, greater speed. But he's leashed to his uh, to his teammates, and sometimes I wonder if you know they just need to cheat, and they they've already got a stolen tie. Maybe they need a, you know a, a a stolen interceptor, or you know what I mean. I, I know it's lame, but rebels need something that doesn't have to fly in that in that range to leash that they currently have to stay in. Yep, it's uh, it just constrains list building so much, and and you get to the point where you're like, is there anything I can build that can really compete against a strong player? And for at the moment, it's kind of hard to say yes. Um, Dash is always going to be there. Uh, Bastan is Bastan and Perceptive is now down low enough to the point where. If you get real, if your if your red dice are hot, you can shoot your way out of damn near any problem. Um, there's you, no, that, that list was so gross. I just, I'm, yeah, that's just so we're not going to talk about that again, Drew. Please don't. I don't. I, uh, I don't even think it should be a legal list. Of, you know, this is me. Um, but I mean, you know, it's it's just weird. And you know, there's another thing that I'm kind of noticing that there's a, a have and have not as far as what you can get away with. Only certain factions really can do three ship lists. Scum can't do three ship anymore. Imperial still can. Uh, Republic can do it, have always been able to do it through some combination of Rick and two Jedi or, you know, three Jedi or pick your favorite. Um, you cannot run three ship rebels and really expect to go better than a cut. Nope. It just isn't there. You can do two ship. Yeah, you can do two ship very well. But three ship is really tough. I, yeah. I do disagree about scum, though. I think scum. Uh, I don't think people have played around enough with it. I think there is a there's a lot of possibility there with three ship and scum. You think so? 
You can have three sixes in scum. You can do three sixes with rebels that don't make it good. Yeah, but this well, is but Finn and Dengar and Han. Yeah, I was gonna say scum. They're cheap enough. I mean, you could even do Dengar, Han, and um, I think I just. Yeah, no, I think it just listed what you were. Yeah, you could do Dengar, Han, and Finn Rao. You could do it. Yeah, you yeah. can. We but... talked about it when they changed the points the last time. Yeah, it's yeah. hilarious. And you could you could put substitute Asajj in there for one of them. I I think there's, I think there's three ship lists in Scum. Okay. In Rebels, got it. Rebels has a, just a weird. It's like, here's one way you're supposed to build Rebels and. Good really good luck. Cool. Make it work yeah, or yeah. just or make it work or move on. <laughs> you thought there were holes in their plot armor. Well, there are in this game. I can tell you that. <laughs> plot armor. Um. <laughs> You know what? We're we're the last points update was was an interesting one. We I don't think we ever actually went page by page and covered it on the show because it was a lot of one points. It was a lot of stuff that we don't like talking about. But it I think it kind of and I think kind of it was not as big of a modification as the cards that were added in the last couple packs. Um, I, I keep coming back to this. I think thermal detonators are approaching the point of NPE. Oh, tell me about that game. Tell us, tell us, tell us. How did oh, I blew that game. Yeah, I'm not going to... So I... Uh, how much did he pay you I, for? I have, to I, I have to learn how to say this like Jeff so it doesn't sound like I'm salty while also being salty. Um, my, I made probably three major mistakes... As far as flying goes, um, so let's set this up for people. Um, okay, the, sure. I was you flying, were flying against six scimitars that were loaded out with thermals and concussions. Everything, everything. Thermals, concussions, ion missiles, thread tracers, the nimble works. Bomber, the, nimble, nimble uh, bomber, right? Yes, everything. And, uh, and I brought two E-wing wedge, which is not a list I normally fly. I'm normally a Luke guy, but I wanted to see, you know, okay. I wanted to see if there was something there. Um, both of my E-Wings were, you guys know that I'm an R3, uh, FCS guy, R3 said. FCS proton torpedoes, and then, uh, wedge with R, uh, with R2, it's for the region. Um, I lost 200 to one to like 200 to one to what? I think I lost like 280 something. No, you um, lost 101 points. Um, did I? Yeah, I stopped watching. You got 101 points and I was like, okay, well that's a. That's respectable, and that's where I stopped watching. Okay. If it so, got any closer than that, well, you know, somebody will tell us. I'm sure I'll watch the replay and just tell me how I screwed up. Um, it is very – I'm. this is probably because I'm not a natural ace player. I'm a list builder. That's My brain works that way. I, I'm a tinkerer. It is extremely difficult for me currently to find a way to attack a formation of bombers that are able to do consistent damage – Without mods, with mods from a with mods from a previous turn, all while also having to dodge as many as four to six bombs per turn. That also don't care if they hit their own bombs, and I think that last part is the serious problem here. Most of the bombers in this game do not care if they hit their own shit. They're tanky enough to soak it. right. The, the the penalty for hitting yourself with bombs 
more often than not is not severe enough to dis- to dissuade people from hitting themselves with their own shit as long as they take you with them. Well, it, it comes down to the cost of the bomb itself, right? Right. Like, yes, I it, agree. What does it matter? What does it matter that you're going to take a strain two or two strain when you have six ships with six health? Like, is right. your opponent going to come at you and be like, I'm going to get to shoot at every ship? It's exactly not how it works. Yeah. And the strain is not big enough in the game, especially with how cheap things are. So no. let, me play, let me play devil's advocate just a little bit. Please um, do. Do you think, let's say that those points in thermals aren't available and they have um, three, instead of all of them having thermals, three of them have prox mines or whatever, right? Um, do you then think that it's a competitive game or... I guess I guess what I saw in that game was the the big mistake I thought you made was you turned Wedge away into the corner and he was basically that was Wedge was done as an effective piece at that point. So this is one of the mistakes that I'm gonna that I I, I talked about when I turned Wedge into that corner and we're gonna get into the minutia of that game, which for anyone who didn't watch this is now extremely boring radio. Um, yellow was supposed to four straight over the top of the whole the whole formation. That's what and I thought you were going to do. Yes. Right. And for some reason, I switched my. For, I, I don't. This is one of those events brain fart moments. Um, I switched it to a one bank at some yeah, point, and I didn't watched. check it back. Oh, yeah. Because I was like, why didn't you just jump right. over there? The entire point of that turn with Wedge was to get yellow out, draw him into the corner with me, and give red and yellow enough time to get back around and reestablish their locks. Mm. And it all came apart because Yellow sat there and got blown to shit. And then he just moved on and ate Wedge on the next turn. Yeah. So, so Wedge's job was to be to die slow enough to get the other two back into an advantageous position. All right. So fair enough. So given that and the fact that you only lost by at most 99 points, does, uh, I mean, was it, were the bombs too powerful? Because it sounds like it, it, it sounds like it's in the the realm of that was uh, barring the mistake with the with your E wing that one banked when and got gobbled up by those guys. Barring that mistake, the, the game's pretty competitive. I think Jeff, my issue is that the the bombers are able to it, it, the those the six scimitars are able to not only protect themselves basically permanently from pursuit from you know close range pursuit they're also able to be more effective offensively than i am because thread tracers and it, it, my, my problem is that both exist the the six bombers can either beat me on the joust or they can beat me they can beat me by just turning the game into a shit fest and bombing all of us into oblivion Okay. That doesn't that doesn't feel like that that's a balanced place for list building to be. That feels like rock paper scissors. Okay, so um, let me just again just be a devil's advocate. So you got you don't have to say that, Jeff. Say whatever you want. You got pretty unlucky to leave a bomber alive on one health in the open. We're not going to talk about that either. So that with a proton, you got you got pr- proton and follow up shots. You got pretty. Drew, it was bad, man. I rolled three okay. blank. I rolled three blanks 
and focus into two blanks, two focuses. And then, and then later on in the game, you also had a chance to erase the bomber with a proton torpedo, and you rolled a total after spending all modifications of two hits, a hit crit. Correct. Which did not erase that bomber. Nope. So um, I, I do think oh, my. we should point out now that I've now that we've laid out everything I did wrong, we should also point out I was a negative eight on dice uh, dice luck yeah, yeah, on TPS. Yeah. There was no question in my mind that you were you were on the downside of variance in that game. There was there was no question. I thought I honestly thought you were going to win it even after the open where you didn't drop that bomber. I I still thought you were going to win it. The only time I didn't write you off until that E wing got trapped. Yep. Um, that's where I felt I, I, I told the guy I was playing I'm like bro you, you just won right there yeah I'm like um, I'm gonna make this as close as I can with what's left but this is a wrap I think I just think that it was a I think it was a pretty fair game now that doesn't go to that doesn't go to the question of negative play experience because negative play experience pieces can be balanced they can be they can be fair but if they're not fun to play against because they play unfair or because they have a mechanic that takes away agency or for whatever reason, they can still be NPE. I I, I think my problem with it, Jeff, and I maybe I'm, I'm going to try to rephrase this. In my opinion, the way this game is supposed to work out, and this is to me, this is what a game of positioning says. There should be a point on every ship and every squadron where when I approach it from somewhere, I have made the correct decision. And the problem with attacking a six scimitar swarm that has gone into full scatter mode is that there isn't one. They can either beat you to death with garbage, with essentially two die focus shooting out of the front from every angle. And you can't avoid all of it. Or they drop so many bombs that no matter where you come in at an angle, you can't avoid all the bombs. But see, I disagree. I think you did make the right approach. I think you played that approach very well, and you got unlucky. That 4K was great. I was calling that 4K. For the, that 4K was sweet. That, I was I, even even I was impressed with myself on that 4K. Yeah, I was calling for it in the stream, and and Nick was like, "No, I don't think so." And I was like, "Yes." If he doesn't okay, I'm gonna kick his ass on the show next time we record. Well, also, you know me, and if I if, if I have a chance to 4K, I'm gonna 4K. Uh, it was beautiful, and and I I think you just ended up. I don't want to make excuses because you did make mistakes in the game, but in terms of your approach, I think you had the winning approach, and then you just didn't manage to kill that ship, and then things went to shit with your dials, and and at that point the game's over, but. I think you had the winning approach. So that, that game says what you think about whether there is a winning approach. Uh, that's fair. Dice Drew, you're, you're, you're back on the horse. You're, you're putting in yeah. reps. How do you feel Dude, about it? Dice are, dice are a freaking thing, man. So the last game I played with my wife, I got to, I, speaking of the lat that I just got, Jeff, I got to try the lat out with Obi-Wan, um, Auto Blaster Obi-Wan. And dude, Obi-Wan... <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, no, no, no! You laugh, you laugh, dude. Obi no, Drew, I laugh because I'm terrified, not because it's no, not because it, I think it's bad. I, believe me, my wife was terrified too, and the entire <laughs> game did maybe three damage, and it was three damage from each individual shot. The last shot of the game was, well, I guess, oh, not the last shot of the game, but Obi Wan's final shot, range one, three blanks into a focus, or, or three blanks in a focus with auto blaster, range one out of arc. And I had oh, spent all my I had spent all my charges on R seven A seven, and I had real. Yeah, dude. So I'm like thinking, you know, I'm hearing about this game that you had, Vincent. It just, I mean, 
you know, people people love to blame the dice, but man, there are just yeah. some games. Yes, we do, right, Jeff? Yes, yeah, we well, do. There, there are just some games. I don't I don't understand it, right? Like the variance is just so one-sided left or right it's so yeah. and i that game with my wife really put it in, into perspective for me i sat down and i was like i did everything right and i still lost like here freaking picard like what am i oh my exactly. god i was like, just about to say i hear i swear i hear john uh, I, I hear john Luke picard somewhere yeah yeah so no it it's is a thing, man. to commit no mistakes and still lose yep. that is life oh it is, i love um, it it is a the the thing about X-wing, and you guys know that I believe that variance is good. The thing about X-wing is that's that's frustrating when you're a veteran and a good player is when one, when the difference between one player's dice and another player's dice is more than a standard deviation. So yep. standard deviation, right? Uh, it doesn't matter if maybe they only have average dice, but if my dice are absolutely abysmal, that's more than a standard deviation. Maybe the, maybe he's got pretty good dice and I've got pretty bad dice. Again, it's a combination that creates that gap between us that is extremely hard to overcome. And that happens a, a, a great deal of time in X-Wing. Um, it is... Uh, I don't want to say that it's it's too much variance because I don't believe that. I think that for the game to be healthy, that much variance is good, but it's frustrating variance. And <laughs> it's almost funny. So I, I know Drew doesn't uh, doesn't really get along with him, but I play with David Stewart quite quite often or did. Uh-oh. And he he gets so so crazy. Like I get frustrated, but he gets genuinely pissed off about um, about these lopsided games, and um, and and I and I can sort of understand that. It's just that you got to recognize that the way the game is built, where both players are are have the ability to get lucky on offensive dice, on defensive dice, unlucky on offensive dice, unlucky on defensive dice, and then you put them into this matrix. There's a significant overlap in this matrix where one player has a significant advantage and you just got to live with it that's that is just x-wing you do what you can skill wise to get over it what i don't want to see is that to go away where rolling the dice is a formality like it was in 1e well if it's going to be a dice game it needs to be a dice game it needs to not be a formality I, I I agree with probably like half of that. And unfortunately, we are there are s- certain cases now, um, one of them above all, I mean all fucking others, um, where dice are very uh, have have been removed, let's call it, from the equation. and that's the Anakin autoblaster built. Um, it's the, any, that, it's that, any, any actus with R7 a7 marksmanship and autoblaster. Okay, sure. I know. I know. It's, I'm just. I'm just letting. I'm just saying. Like. It's, yeah. Sure. Yeah. Um. Yeah. That build is 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 we are that Rubicon has been crossed, Jeff. That ship is now a fucking problem. Yeah. It's, it's, got, it's got four. It's got four passive mods going for fuck's sake. Yeah. 
like, and it's it's not only four passive mods. It's also what would would you what would you call the auto blast? Would you call the auto blaster rule a soft mod? Yeah, in that that's it, exactly it, what I call it exactly. Okay, I mean that's that's what somebody else. I'm I'm using that word because there's somebody else called Juke a soft mod, and my brain now goes, well, I mean, auto blaster is better than fucking Juke, so. Um, exactly what it is it is a it's it's got the soft mod of the uh, it's got the soft mod of just not allowing your defense dice to matter yeah that, that's a huge modification it, on a shot. it also it's creates a problem it also creates a toxic environment for newer players for example when playing my wife with that list um i, I almost every shot that i had with the auto blaster even in range when they were looking at me she, my wife just went over to the damage deck and was like all right how much do i take and yeah. i had to look at her and be like no 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 you you roll for it right like you look you're looking at me you can shoot me so there's no auto blaster and and that happened like five or six times in the game and it was it was not you know obviously we're, we're getting back on the horse right we're trying um but even then i walked away from you, that you aren't like, going full world's top eight on her yet yeah, I well, no, God, I'm not. What? That was me like a million years ago. Um, yeah, Drew, stop. 16, anyways. Um, but walking away from it, I'm like, dude, you know, we, you, you know, playing in a tournament, right, there are competitive players, and you're not supposed to be like that. But, I mean, let's kind of face it. We all know one person who's who's kind of either said that or did that or 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 or, or played a game and, like, you know, you you watch it happen, and you're like, "Oh my god, I gotta go get someone!" Right? You call a TO over, you you help them. But I just I worry about the the newer players who are gonna start going back to tournaments when 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 in person tournaments happen again, and this is still a thing. And people are they just assume like, "Yeah, I'm just gonna take the damage," like I can't, you know, there's nothing I can do against it, right? When in reality, it's actually got it's actually got some pretty steep parameters. Obviously, not for Anakin or any high initiative chip. Which is, uh, you know, another another issue entirely. But here's another. Uh, here's one thing that I did notice about the Ada that I probably that you know we haven't talked about yet. Did you guys realize that that ship has four steps during the turn where it can reposition? Yeah, if you build it right, you can yeah. build it. You can it. So it's the chassis ability. It's supernatural or precog. It's afterburners, and then it's your reposition. I didn't even think about afterburners. I was like, "Where's the last?" That's, that's a fucking problem. Wow. That's like Afterburners has kind of fallen off since they made it initiative based, which we knew it would because it needed to. Um, but that like when when you build a ship with that much, that's I almost want to say that's too much player agency because it means that one player now has options with it's it's it's. Okay, here's how to say this. The player now has more options as he gains more information. You follow me? Yes. You reposition before the move. You see how they react to it. You make your move, and then you have up to two more repositions. You know what's now, worse? Uh, no, you, you, you only have – I mean, just just to be clear, if you, repos- if you preposition, you've only got one more possible. That's Okay, That's that is true. That is true. So, um, so, but again, the, it's 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 a choice of when. But God knows there is some flexibility in the build. I mean, I was blown away when we played on TTS, Vince. I was just blown away and how many options I had available to me. 
Um, and not, I don't not... have supernatural or precog on my ships. Yep. And it was still amazing. Well, I mean, you you do have you do you just have demi. Well, no, but not right. not to not to not to not to make it worse. But dude, they can take sense also, so you can flip a dial yeah. before you determine any of those things. Yep. Yep. Yeah, especially and it's and you know it turns out that uh, the man himself, uh, Obi Wan, is still the best sense caddy in the game, no matter what ship he's in. Um, yeah, he's I five. Well, it's not even I five. It's just almost all the time there's something else you want to be tar- you want to be focusing on besides Obi Wan. Normally, you know, normally it's Anakin, um, but you know, chasing Anakin a lot of times is like chasing a go- literally like chasing a ghost, and. But then Obi-Wan just does – what do you want to call it? Uh, what's 100 divided by 16? 80, 84% or something? Like, you know you know what I'm saying? It's five, six of what Anakin does. So it's not like you have a whole lot better chance of getting him. Right. But at the, and the same time – And the ship has almost no dial limitations. It has every maneuver. You can also argue that, uh, that Obi-Wan is better than Anakin as Anakin's um, – uh, ability, not the Actus ability, but Anakin's ability in the Actus, just removes a red token. Whereas Obi Wan says, if you fully, if you execute a maneuver, yeah. and there's more enemies, you get a focus token, so you yeah, can 4K and still give yourself mods. Like, yeah, it's it it's the one maneuver on the dial that should prevent them from taking, from actively, you know, modifying their dice or actively engaging. And it, it has no effect if you go with Obi Wan. It has no effect. Um, you know, it's it's just funny that how many of us were probably wrong about the Actus when we said that this thing was not going to make a dent competitively. And because if it's, if, uh, I'm just going to keep it a buck. If it's making hay in TTS, it's going to make like it's going to make hay when we go back to the tables. That's just the facts. I, I think that the I do think the auto blaster is going to go up. I think it's. I think it's interesting that you're talking about that. We started. Uh, we talked earlier in the show about bombs. Um, the uh, the Actus does only have three hit points. We gotta we gotta keep that in mind. If if you can hit it, you hurt it. Um, sure, Jeff, but it's it's three. Hit, it's <laughs> it's akin to if it bleeds, we can kill it. Like it, it, you, yes, you thought how hard that was for that in that movie. Like, come on. Like, but I do agree, Jeff. Yes, Jeff it crit, is any of the crits. Any of the crits it really hurt them. If you can push one crit through, you can cripple it enough to make them I mean, scared. Stun, it doesn't care about a stunned pilot. Well, no, there are a few crits it doesn't care about, but most of them it hates. Um, I mean, mo- mo- every ship in the game hates ninety-five percent of the crits. Uh, yeah, but every ship in the game doesn't doesn't have three hit points and no shields. But every ship in the game also doesn't have access to chassis, but to on chassis two or no, three focus mods. Not to it's not like, to mention, hang on, no, no, Jeff, you're missing out. Not to mention stealth device and brilliant evasion. That, yeah, that's true. <laughs> like we oh, come back to the, to what I was talking about uh, with the repositions, where it's like. This thing, whatever weaknesses you have as a player, yeah. you can build around it with that ship. That's that's the thing. When I park Obi Wan in front of four shots of yours, oh my! Can, like, can you I, stop, please? No, no. I'm just saying it's it. I it wasn't that I made a good play. It's just that I'm sitting there like I made a bad play. There's no real way out of this. I could 
mitigate one art, but then I lose a modifier. So I'll just sit here with my four green dice and my double double defensive mods and just tank it. Yep. And you know, and you're right. That is that is that's crazy. Stealth device was a little. Maybe you take away the modification. I don't know. Because, like, think about the ships that don't have a mod slot. Why does the Axis, the Actus, have a mod slot while the Naboo Starfighter doesn't? Ben Rao doesn't. But, All the well, other I, do. Uh, for the, yeah, do for you the really same, want Ben Rao with a mod slot? No, no, right? Drew, that's his point. Drew, that's his yeah. point, and that's the one I'm about to say. How is it possible that they knew that Fen Rao is still far too good if you give him access to burners, but they didn't realize that uh, some, that the Actus doesn't need it? Yeah. Because they're they, they want official tournament stuff. That's yeah. <laughs> we'll get it. I mean, it'll be it'll be balanced out. It it may take a, an official tournament or two, but it'll it'll happen. I just you know it's it's so. I'm I'm worried, and we t- and you know uh, this. Hopefully, I, I'm not sure if we've said this yet, but I'm I'm probably playing like eight or ten games a week on TTS, maybe a little bit less, depending. I'm getting a really sinking feeling of just hammer of of rock paper scissors. Yeah, that's too bad. That's not. That's never. That never feels good. Where you you sit down at the table and you can you can guess seventy five percent whether you've won or lost. It, it's it's almost it. How to, if you assume the guy across from you is competent, and you yourself are at very worst a competent player you can start to kind of just assume where things are going to go. Now, once ships start moving and decisions start getting made, <coughs> pardon me, and decisions start getting made, you know, some people throw that out the window immediately and you go, oh, okay, never mind, I don't have to worry, this guy's crazy. Um, or you or you yourself do that. Like, I'm, I'm not going to say that I'm always Mr. Reliable, but it, there are certain times when you look at a list, and, and you know, I, I hate that we're still saying this because we should have this should have been fixed by now. There are times when you look at a table and the other guy's got you outbid by eight points, and you're like, "Well, yeah. I think we both know how this is going to end." Yep, that is the that is the biggest determinant when you've got tied high and it shifts. Is the yep, that is because more often than not, and but there's and the funny part is, is there's like two ships who ignore it. And the funny and they're both fire sprays. <laughs> like Django doesn't care if he has higher than you. He's gonna just go. Well, you either fight me or or I you either let me shoot you or I block you. And I have a rear rock and you don't. And if you get blocked, my buddy Sunfact is here to eat your lunch. Um, and Boba goes, "I'm gonna run down your throat and there's nothing you can do about it." And then I'm gonna drop a prox mine on you. Like flying. Flying that ship is hilarious. Django just like it's... walks forward. He just he reminds me of like the slow old farmer that's just like, oh man, and he clicks the button and then just blows a ship away. Like, all right, next, right? Like he's he's a simple man trying to make his way across the board. He's a simple man trying to make his way across the board space. <laughs> You know, he doesn't like to do anything fancy. He's he, it's not like Boba where it's like, oh man, I might pop out a three. T- no, 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 no. Boba Boba Fett is there. Uh, Django Fett is the we don't do that here guy. Like <laughs> it's just you know, I, I I am I'm one straighting, I'm one banking, or I'm two straighting, and those are the only maneuvers on my dial. I think that's interesting, given that you know when we see Django fly, he is out running, desperately out trying out racing an Actus. 
That's because yeah. the fire spray is the fastest medium ship in the, the game. It was an ether sprite. Ether sprite. It's funny that that his ability keeps him down there yeah. in the ones. But it, when we see him in the in the movie, he is running as fast as he can, dropping seismic charges behind him. Yep. Cool stuff. But yeah, I mean, it's 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 we're we're at two years into this game, roughly, right? A little bit over two years now. Yep. The chassis that we identified as by far the best in the game, it's the same three. It's this fire spray, the silencer, and the RZ2. That list hasn't changed, has it? Uh, I mean, it's it, it there have been there have been fluctuations. I mean, it's been that way for a while now. It's been that way for months now. Yeah. But I don't think it started that way. Oh, uh, I, I mean, okay. I guess there were, there were a couple months where, no, the first big, the first big tournament was the Minoc Open with 2.0. I mean, it wasn't official, but it was big enough, and the Fire Spray won that one, and that was what turned everyone onto it. And shortly after that, that I mean, Scum dominated the first six months of, of X Wing 2.0. Yeah, yep, yep, yep. It was it was the Gun Runners, then it was Boba, then it yeah. was more Boba. And then the, the 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 Sigma squads popped up out of nowhere, and they're gone now. Right. Yeah, that's right. that's the dustbin of history right there. That's the deep dark hole of X Wing memory. Is the quad <laughs> Sigma? Yeah, it, the, it was a lot worse earlier. The, the question is, can we foresee them? Can we foresee them actually cutting these passes down a little bit? And and maybe that's the thing that maybe that's why we were we're projecting this aura of hopelessness, even though I don't think we feel it, by the way. I think we're all no. playing X-Wing. Um, it's, it's fun, dude. It's the, it's the funnest I've ever seen it. Even yeah. with this stuff that we're, that we're bragging exactly. about, like, I mean, being upset about, like it's, there's only one or two things. It's not, it's good. I like it. I like it a lot. And I miss it. Yeah, and people but, are like, I'm I'm losing games on stream because I'm playing like I'm experimenting right now. Like I'm yeah. flying four ship Republic with V wings. I'm flying double flak prototype tri fighters with Darth Maul. Do you know how many times I've flown separatists in my life? Like eight. <laughs> like if I, if I wanted to crack my crank my win percentage back up into the sixties or seventies, I'd go back to flying four ship rebels with some version of Wedge Luke. I just uh, my point is for those of you who are listening, we we bitch and we're gonna continue to bitch because honestly, would you listen to us just come in and gently proclaim our fillet the game? Yeah, no. <laughs> like if we came in and did a sunshine and roses podcast, we'd go from the not great numbers we already do to the even worse numbers that we li- we have nightmares about at night. <laughs> We we love X Wing. We're having fun playing X Wing. It's just that you know if if we play, if if the three of us had final edit considerations on X Wing, it would be a fearless. Oh, I would be a great king. Is all I'm saying. <laughs> He'd be Daenerys Targaryen. I, be- that is that <laughs> is absolutely slander uh, slander and calumny. Um, I, I would be a lot closer to the, you know, I, I think I would be a lot closer to the black to the black prince, but you know, we were worry about that later. All right. 
But uh, let's see. Let me take a look over at our clock. And oh my God, we're getting really good at this. Let's go ahead and wrap it up right here, gentlemen. Thank you very much for coming on back in. And again, we are celebrating two years. Thank you all to everyone who started with us so long ago and to everyone who has joined us along the way. Hey, listen, if you guys are a regular listener uh, before you, uh, before FFG forums goes away, Go ahead and post in the FFG forums and tell us you're a regular listener. Like we know a few of you, um, Heimfire, um, big big shout out. All stuck with us forever, past all our controversies and everything. Always good. Green Dragoon, Green Dragoon, exactly. One of the OGs, uh, Mega Silver, Mega Meg- Silver, one of our more active, one of our more engaging listeners. So anybody, if you if you enjoy listening to us, if you uh, if you. Uh, want us to mention you on air? Uh, we, we'll do so. We're we're cheap, man. We're, <laughs> we are. <laughs> just post in the FFG forums as a final F in the chat for the forums and uh, in, in our in our Fangs Out podcast thread, and we will look on there and we'll really appreciate you. So, thank you. All right, thank with, you. with with Jeff's emotional appeal to. Uh, so, so, so we can, you know, make one final record of, of our time so far on on that long suffering forum thread. <laughs> uh, thank you all very much for listening, and we will talk to you next week. Yeah, have a good week. Bye.